Heavenly Father, I pray in Jesus' name that you'll move on this listener right now in your gentle, loving, powerful, and merciful way as they listen to this message from All Nations Church in Tallahassee. Amen. I want to talk to you for a few moments about restoration. Because there's a lot of folks that are broken. A lot of folks whose lives are in pieces, shattered by the cares, the concerns, the issues, the problems that plague us humans. And often we come to a place where we're simply ready, ready to throw in the towel, to give up, to say it's impossible. Why go on? Why should I press forward? The reason is help is on the way. And when God shows up in your life, he begins to do works of restoration. Sometimes we think it's impossible. Nothing will ever change. It will never be right again. We may as well give up. Our text this morning is from Job chapter 42, verse 10. We'll get there in just a moment. But you know, in that story, Job's wife thought he may as well give up. Job's friends thought he may as well give up. They thought he's done something so bad, so wrong, that God is punishing him with the circumstance. I've come to tell you this morning that the God we serve is a God of grace, redemption, and restoration. He's a God who's not standing waiting to hit you with a stick. He's standing with the arms open wide saying, why don't you come back home and let me show you what I can do. Give me the broken pieces of your life and watch how you can be restored. Put that first slide up, would you please? Out on the pad this morning in front of the church, there's a 1971 Ford pickup. My dad bought that pickup in 1972. It never left the farm in northwestern Oklahoma. When I go to the next slide, when I brought that back three years ago, it didn't look anything like it looked today. It was rusted out, it was broken down, it wouldn't run, it had no brakes. There were holes in the bed from the hay fork that he put in it. It was a mess, it was shambles. Matter of fact, I have four sisters, three of them were still alive when I brought that back from the farm. After my dad died, I said to him, there's only two things I want from this farm. I want the green pickup, and I'm my grandpa's double barrel shotgun. I got the two things that I wanted. But you know, when I looked at that green pickup, that's not what I saw. I saw a pickup that was restored. I saw something that would run. I saw something that would be a piece of my heritage that could pass on down to my kids. Go ahead and go to the next slide. It was rough. It was broken. Go to the next slide. It needed help. It needed to be worked over from top to bottom. Go ahead and go to the next one. It needed to be completely renewed, stripped down, and refreshed. Listen, sometimes when God is doing a work of restoration in us, we stop, we push him back because we don't want to go through the pain required. We want to hang on to the rust spots. We want to keep those scars, but that's not the intention of God. Go ahead and go to the next one. When God touches hearts and lives, he brings restoration. The next slide, please. He makes old things new when he moves into our lives. It didn't look like that when I hold it back on a trailer, but it does today. Restoration. You see, that's a perfect example. You can go ahead and take that down. A perfect example of what God does in our hearts and in our lives. So I've come to tell you this morning, if you're broken, if your life is in shambles, if you're trying to hold the pieces together, simply let God in. 
Because when he comes in, he's going to knock off the rough spots. He's going to take those things that need to remove and remove them from you and make you a brand new creature. Psalm chapter four, or excuse me, Job chapter 43, verse 10. The Bible says, and the Lord turned the captivity of Job when he prayed for his friends. Also, the Lord gave Job twice as much as he had before. If there's anyone that you can think of, anyone in Scripture, anyone that you've come in contact with in life that had any reason to throw in the towel, to resign, to give up, to say, I'm done, it was Job. Anyone that you've ever known who had the right to live with total resentment in their own mind, it was Job. Matter of fact, the story of Job is a story of trouble, trials, tragedy, heartache, headaches, and in the end, restoration. Listen, folks, because we're humans, we all go through some stuff that's going to leave scars in our life. And those scars will never go away. They will always be there. But the God of restoration moves us beyond the scar, beyond the pain, beyond the hurt, to a place of complete and total reconciliation. Job had been tattered by the uncertainties of life, afflicted by unexplained health insurance issues. Pardon me. Maybe insurance too. You never know. That can be kind of afflicting time and again, can it? He'd experienced any parent's nightmare when he stood at the graveside of all 10 of his children. They all died in one horrible accident. Some would say, well, what in the world did he do wrong? Absolutely nothing. And I want you to hear that today because too often you say, what have I done wrong? Why am I going through this? Maybe you've done nothing wrong. Maybe it's just life. Maybe you just walk through things. I mean, when you read the story of Job, he even had to deal with a nagging wife. She'd stopped drinking Gatorade and she'd started drinking Haterade. She even told him, why don't you just curse God and die? Man up, curse God and die. And then his friends came, three of them, or his so-called friends. Because when they arrived, they begin to tell him, Job, you're going through these things because of your past sins. Because of the things you have done. When in reality, nothing he had done caused this to occur. And we find Job, after chapter 2, bankrupt. He lost everything. He's no longer admired. His reputation is gone. People speak in whispers around him instead of talking to him. Because they could not ever come to grips with all the tragedy that occurred to him without assigning blame to him. I've come to tell you today, it doesn't matter what you've walked through. We serve a God of restoration. We serve a God who makes all things new. We serve a God who takes the beat up, the broken down, the ugly, the passed over. Those who walk right on by you and turns you into a child of the living God. Something that he is proud of. The story of Job teaches us several things. Number one, it teaches us God sees the finished product. When he looks at you today, he's not looking at where you're at now. He's looking at where you're going to be in eternity. God sees the finished product. I don't know about you, but that gives me some hope. You know, after last Sunday, several of you said to me, wow, you came a long ways. 
and I give God glory. It's not my credit. It says, by the way, I do love my parents. Understand that, regardless of the upbringing I had. Thought the most interesting comment last week was, well, pastor, that explains a lot. <laughs> yeah, doesn't it, though? Number two, we see the pain. God sees the process. We see the pain, but God sees the process. Number three, we see the trial, but God sees the victory, the testimony. For we see the battle, God sees the victory. You see, there are things written on the pages of our lives that can never be erased. Your scars are not going to go away. But I've come to tell you today, he can take in the broken pieces of your life, put them back together so that when people look at you, they see something beautiful, marvelous, fantastic, a work of the living God, a child of the king on their way to heaven. God never sees you as broken. He never sees you as a bundle of discarded junk. He sees you forgiven. He sees you whole. He sees you healed. He sees you restored. What did Paul write in Philippians 1, 6? He who hath begun a good work in you shall perform it until the appearing of Jesus Christ. So I've come to tell you this morning, he's doing some good things in you, friend. He's doing some wonderful things in you, brother or sister. You say, well, I don't know how that could be. I don't even know him. Well, then he's about to do the best thing you've ever experienced. And that's to bring forgiveness of your sins, a transformation of your life, writing your name in the Lamb's book of life. He doesn't see you broken. 2 Corinthians 5.17, Paul also wrote, If any man be, is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away, all things have become new. Go look at that pickup. There's not a speck of rust on it. It's gone. That engine that wouldn't run, runs like a top. Broken down, beat up, worthless. My sisters laughed at me for thinking it could ever be restored. They just couldn't see what I saw. See, and some of you are in that same position. You look at your life and it's almost laughable. So laughable you want to cry. You say, it's impossible. It can never be done. I'm here to tell you today, God doesn't see you as you are. He sees you as you're going to be. He sees the finished products. And in the middle of our mess, we must always remember God's a God of restoration. I want you to look at your neighbor right now. Would you do that? Look at your neighbor right now and say, I don't look like what I've been through. Come on, I don't look like what I've been through. Funny story. Y'all know my wife, Yvonne. She's the love of my life. And she looks a lot younger than I am. We're not going to go there very long. And on many occasions, I won't say all the time, but on many occasions, people have remarked how much younger she is than me. I'll never forget the time years ago we were out to dinner and an old guy stopped by the table. Old guy was probably... 70. Anyway, it's all relative, right? Stopped by the table and he put his hand on my shoulder and he said, it sure is nice to see a daughter, dad out with his daughter. Oh, I come to tell you, I don't look like what I've been through. God has renewed and restored my life and he'll do the same thing for you. We all have scars. 
And those scars will remain. But the pain, the hurt that's associated with them will be gone when God does a work of restoration in your life. Look at what verse 10 says. I want you to notice it very, very carefully. It says, the Lord turned the captivity of Job. The word turned in the Hebrew is shub. And it means to go back to the starting point. Oh, I don't know about you. I mean, I've even said it many times. You can't go back and start over, but you can start today and have a new ending. But this scripture tells me that God takes us back to the starting point. What does that mean? It means emotionally, mentally, spiritually. He rewinds the clock and lets us move forward. Because he's a God of restoration. A 1971 pickup shouldn't look like the one sitting out there. But it was returned to the starting point. Somebody needs to get that in your spirit. Quit being down on yourself. Quit throwing your pity party and recognize you're in the presence of God who is able to do all things and do them well. He came to return you to the starting point. To renew you, to restore you, to remake you. When did God restore Job? When in the midst of his suffering, he quit feeling sorry for himself and he determined to pray for his friends. Human nature wants to wallow in self-pity. Human nature wants to gripe and complain and moan and tell everybody about all of our troubles. But if we will get over ourselves and move beyond self-pity, we can come to a place where God is going to restore. And it happens when we get out of our own environment and see somebody else's need and step into the middle of their need and let God use us. Oh, come on. It's a concept the church needs to grasp. We don't need to be standing around like this with our hands out saying, help me, help me, help me. We need to be looking for someone we can help. As I assure you. It doesn't matter how bad your life is, how deep the problems are, how serious its consequences, there's always someone in a worse place. And it's up to you and I as believers to share the good news that God is able to restore. God is able to renew. Self being self-centered, indulged in self-pity makes us inward focused. But when we begin to focus on God, when we begin to pray for someone else, it makes us upward focused, God focused. And when our mind is on God, it opens the door for all the possibilities that come through his power. But if all we think about is me, we don't see much of his power. We don't experience much of his grace. We don't live with a desire to help someone else because it's all about me. Can I challenge you today to look up, begin to allow your life and your mind to be focused on God and see what God can do in you. I'm speaking to someone this morning. If you want to see your life get better and your circumstance change, put your focus on the Lord. See, the Bible tells me that when we are saved, he seats us in heavenly places with Christ Jesus. Where's your chair today? Where's your chair today? Are you sitting in heavenly places, spiritually, mentally, emotionally? Are you sitting down in the dirt with the devil? Where's your chair today? The phrase, turn the captivity, means that God restored Job's life. 
when Job caught, prayed for his so-called friends, and listen, when someone's attacking you, it's pretty tough to pray for them, isn't it? But isn't that what Jesus taught in the New Testament? That we should pray for those who despitefully use us and persecute us. So when we apply the principles of the Scripture and begin to pray for those who say they're our friends but act like they're our enemies, God can do something in us. And the important thing is that God touched Job. He turned his life around. He restored all that he had lost and twice as much more. It's an amazing thing. When you really study the restoration of God, He didn't just leave you where you're at. He advances you forward. He puts you in a place where your life is completely and totally blessed by His grace and by His power. But you know, I want you to think about this. Halo, will you come back, please? Think about this this morning for just a few minutes. When God restored Job, that was a blessing, but it wasn't His biggest blessing. When God restored his family, that was a blessing, but it wasn't his greatest blessing. The greatest blessing Job received through this process and through the restoration is this fact. He got to know God better. He came to a deeper understanding of who the Father is and what the Father desires, what the Father has done, what he will do today, and what he'll do tomorrow. Some of you in this room, some of you online, need a deeper understanding of who God is. And if you'll stop resisting what He's trying to do in your life, He will lead you through to a place of victory, restoration, and an increased knowledge of Him. And when you know more about Him, then you want to find yourself in the place where you receive more from Him. You need more of His power. He's available. He's ready. He's just waiting on you. You need an additional outpouring of His grace. It's there waiting on you. You need to experience the fullness of His Spirit. He's right here waiting on you. Because when God restores, He allows you to know Him better. Look at your neighbor again and say, I don't look like what I've been through. God's restoring me. God's restoring me. God's restoring me. I wonder, is there anyone in this room who would declare, I don't look like what I've been through. God's done a restoration process in my life. He's renewing me day by day. Every day. I know Him more. I know Him better. I know Him deeper. I know Him greater. Every day. I walk in the power of His Spirit. Every day. I see His grace. I see His mercy being outpoured in my life. And today I can stand and say, my test is now my testimony. My battle is now my victory. My pain became the process that God used to take me to a place of restoration. Maybe you're here today and there was a time in your life when you were laying in a hospital bed and no one knew what to do. And then the great physician walked into the room. Healing began to flow through your body. If that's you, would you just stand right where you're at? Healing began to flow through your body. You've been touched by the master. He's healed you. He's renewing you. He's restoring you. If that's you, just stand right where you're at. Maybe you're in the room today. 
and you're saying my troubles were so big and the water so deep I couldn't get through it but then Jesus came into my life and he became my bridge over those troubled waters if that's you stand to your feet today maybe you're in this room today and you've been accused you've been tried you've been convicted but through that process you discovered the God the advocate Jesus Christ who is able to keep you and sustain you and carry you through if that's you he became the lawyer in your courtroom if that's you stand to your feet today he's a God of restoration he's a God of restoration maybe you've been so lonely so frightened so confused you didn't know who to talk to where to go but then in that midnight hour the Prince of Peace walked into your life and the loneliness the confusion the chaos was dissipated in a moment if that's you would just stand to your feet today and say he is my peace he is my peace Look at your neighbor, all you who are standing, and you say to them, I don't look like what I've been through. I don't look like what I've been through. Everyone else stand your feet with me this morning. You made it to the end of the message, and now what? Is God leading you to make a change? Are you needing a good church home where you can grow and help others grow as you fulfill your part in the body of Christ? then we invite you to join us at All Nations Church on Sharer Road in Tallahassee, a multicultural church founded on the truth of God's Word and the power of the Holy Spirit. Our Sunday morning service is at 10.30 and Wednesday night service at 7, plus youth group and kid power and small groups and more. For more information, visit our website, allnationstallahassee.com.